In our service this morning, we hear two texts uh, related to Pentecost. The first we already heard in our call to worship, that was the reading from Acts 2, where the Spirit came upon those disciples who were gathered in Jerusalem, uh, came upon them with tongues of fire, with the rush of wind, and filled them uh, with boldness and with courage so that they could go out and share uh, the gospel in Jerusalem, in Judea, and beyond. And then the second text that we hear is uh, from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, which is a letter we've been reading the last several weeks. Um, as you've heard me share before, this was a church that Paul has helped to found um, that is experiencing a lot of division, in part because it was a very diverse community. And so in this part of the reading of the letter, Paul is reminding them that even though they are very diverse, they are all part of one body, that they are all held together by one spirit, and that each of them is important, that they each have been equipped with gifts, which they are to use for the good of the body uh, and for the good of all in their community. So let us listen for the word of God. Our reading this morning is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 1 through 13. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, sisters, and siblings, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed, and no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the discernment of spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allots to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Spirit. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you join me in prayer? O gracious God, O Holy Spirit, on this day when we celebrate your coming among us, breathe on us anew. Fill us with your flames of courage and hope. Comfort us with your still, small voice. And embolden us to be people who go out and speak and act and work for the common good. 
We pray this in your name, O Christ. Amen. Well, today is Pentecost. It's a day typically of celebration when we remember the Spirit coming among us with the tongues of fire, the rush of a wind, when we remember that we are called to be one body, unity in the midst of diversity, diversified in our giftedness, but gifted for the good of all. It's typically a very joyful day. But I have to say today that Pentecost feels heavy. It feels needed. It feels hard. In part because of all the news that has come in this week. I don't know about you, but for me, it's just been an exhausting week to try to wrap my mind around all that is going on in the world. From the cold-blooded murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis to the, the white woman, Amy Cooper in Central Park, calling the police on a black bird watcher um, to call in white supremacy and white supremacist ideals to uh, threaten this man. It's been a week when we've surpassed 100,000 American deaths from COVID-19 with people of color and poor people and immigrants just disproportionately affected by both the disease and death. It's a week when we need Pentecost. We need that promise of the Spirit, that reminder of the Spirit, and the courage of the Spirit. It's a time when we remember and hold on to the fire and the breath and the gifts that we are promised from the Spirit. For one, we need the fire. We need that refining fire. The fire that burns away the chaff, that burns away um, just the systems of injustice that are being exposed in this time. One thing that all of these events have uh, shown us is just the ongoing horror and terror of racism in our country. The ongoing uh, white supremacy that just undergirds our entire society. I mean, the white supremacy is the scaffolding on which our, our country has been built. And it's just been shown again and again in the week's events and in this pandemic. It's white supremacy that has created the laws um, that allow uh, white people, white men in particular, to stand their ground while condemning, murdering um, black people for jogging, for eating, for shopping, for simply breathing. It's white supremacy that undergirds uh, our, our laws and our system that would allow white men to gather with guns on Capitol steps would never allow black men to do the same thing. It's those same laws that disenfranchise and mass incarcerate uh, people of color and it's white supremacy that undergirds it and it's white supremacy that would um, allow a, a police officer 
um, to just sit on the neck of someone for five minutes while they repeatedly say, I can't breathe. We need the fire of Pentecost to come and help burn this away. We need this fire to come and to, uh, to burn in our hearts, to see the ways that we are complicit and the ways that we refuse to act or to help. We need the fire and the flame of Pentecost to come and to give us the courage, like those first disciples, to speak up and to speak out, to say that none of this is okay, to say that it's wrong that black and brown people are disproportionately affected by COVID-19, that it's wrong that their bodies are the ones on the front lines of this disease, whether by victims or because they are essential workers. We need this fire to burn in us and to give us the courage like those disciples long ago to move out and to stand up and to say enough is enough. I know I need that courage and I think collectively we do too. We need to follow this convictions with action and education and proclamation and reparation. We need the fires of Pentecost this day. But we don't just need the fire. We also need the wind. We need the breath. We need the ruach in Hebrew, the pneuma in Greek. We need that spirit. That spirit, that breath, that ruach, it's the same spirit that hovered over the waters of creation. It's that same spirit that God breathed into Adam and gave him life. It's that same spirit and breath that is breathed into each one of us. When God gives us life, when God says your life matters. And it's the breath of God, the breath of the spirit that we need. Because it's the breath of our black and our brown siblings that is literally being choked out of them. With a knee to the throat. And with the great blanket of racism and white supremacy that is suffocating our entire society. We think about Pentecost, we think about breath, and we think about this week when George Floyd, like others before him, have said, I can't breathe. We think about a pandemic that is affecting breath. It is uh, killing us through our breathing. People cannot breathe with this illness. And if we take it even a step further, we can think about Jesus, Jesus on the cross. When we talk about being crucified, what someone actually dies from in crucifixion is suffocation. They can't breathe. They can't hold themselves up on the cross any longer. And so their lungs give out and eventually they can't get any more oxygen. 
It was George Floyd saying, I can't breathe, but it was also Jesus on the cross. There are so many people in our world right now that cannot breathe because of injustice and racism. And those of us with privilege, truthfully, we cannot breathe either because it is in the air all around us. It's clogging our lungs and it's hurting our community. And so we need that breath. We need that new life. We need that fresh air. We need the blowing and the rushing of the spirit to remind us of that God-given life, to remind us of the connections that we have to each other, of our belovedness to God and our responsibility to each other. We need to remember that our breath is tied up together. That's what Paul was getting at in his letter to the Corinthians this morning. He's talking to an extremely divided church, a church divided because of class and gender and immigration status and education. And he was reminding them that they are in fact one body that they are all valued, that they are all important, that, that one of them cannot say to the other, I have no need of you, or you don't belong here, or you don't matter. Rather, what Paul says is that we belong to each other, that we are held together by one breath, we are held together by the breath of the Spirit, and that we are to work for the good of each other. As a nation, we live in a divided body, with some of us claiming superiority or better status. But what we hear in this passage is that we all matter and every life is valuable and every life is precious and loved and every person is equipped with gifts that the whole body needs and that we are asked to use for the common good. Which brings us to the third thing we need in Pentecost, the fire, we need the breath, and we need the gifts. Part of what we celebrate in Pentecost is that the Spirit has equipped each of us with unique gifts. And that we are called to share those gifts for the good of others. And several weeks ago, when we first envisioned this service, this is what the whole service was going to be about, sharing our gifts, acknowledging our gifts, and we're still doing that. But the reality is our gifts are being called to be used in bigger and maybe even better ways than we expected. This church, our community, we have a tremendous set of gifts. It's one of the deepest joys that I have. And being pastor to this, community, uh, to this community is just learning about your many gifts, discovering your gifts, helping us find each of us ways to use our gifts for the good of our church and beyond. And within our church, there are gifts of teaching and writing and gardening and stewardship of the earth and cooking and serving and hospitality and singing and knitting and crunching numbers and empathy and laughter. There's people whose gifts are to, to ask the hard questions. Some people whose gifts are to be troublemakers here and there. But the reality is all these gifts, they are all good 
and they are all needed in the life of our body, our shared communal body of church and world. What I'm hearing on this Pentecost Sunday is a reminder that we are called to use these gifts for the common good. And the common good really is the common good. It's not just what's good for us. It's not just what makes us feel good. It's not just to be self-serving to us. But it's to work for what is best for the whole body, which includes, particularly this week, our entire nation. To think about the common good as, as God's love and God's justice and God's equality and God's um, just meaning and purpose and hope for all. And so I think the question becomes for us, how are we being called to use our gifts, to repurpose our gifts, to let the Spirit um, take our gifts in a new direction that help us really work for that common good? As I think about my own life, you know, one of the gifts that, that I feel I have that's a spiritual gift is listening that uh, I love to listen to people. In fact, I tried to take a picture of it and put it in the slideshow in a little bit, but it's one of my deepest joys to listen to people's stories, to find out uh, who they are, to help them listen for the way uh, God is working in their lives and, and, and calling forth uh, new things in, in their lives. But as I think about this gift of listening, as I think about Pentecost, and as I think about all that's happening in our world, what I also hear is a call to deepen this sense of listening and particularly to deepen my listening to people whose experiences are different from my own. People who um, are experiencing just an entirely different worldview and experience of life. And I think particularly of listening to the stories of uh, my black and brown siblings, of listening to the stories of immigrants trying to find their way in this country, of listening to the stories of those who are impoverished and who are just struggling in this time, and to really listen in that deep way that leads to understanding, that leads to um, more knowledge, and that leads to action. That is not just uh, about listening, but it's also about then taking the step to, to do something. And for me, I think that's in part learning how to also speak up more vocally, more powerfully, um, and to just let that flame of the Spirit to move in me, to give me courage and give me boldness, to listen and then to say, this is not okay. To listen and to say we can do better, to listen and say here are the things that I'm going to change, that we're going to change. And so I think this is really the question for all of us about how is God inviting us to take the gifts that we've been given and to use them in new ways? How is God inviting us to take our gifts of music? and to use them for the common good, whether that's bringing people together or sharing the diversity of music or helping others experience joy and inspiration through that music. Or I think about those of us who are teachers, who can really challenge us in our assumptions and our beliefs and our understanding, who can challenge us to go 
farther and forward and learn more. I think about those of us with the gifts of vision and prophetic witness who can, who can see what they want the world to be like and how God wants the world to be and can help motivate us to get there. I, I think about those of us with um, the gift of words and writing and poetry who can take our deepest longings and turn them into words and images. Those of us with gifts of medicine and caretaking, how we can serve those who are most vulnerable. This Pentecost, we need it all. We need all the gifts. We need all the breath. We need all the fire. Because we are being called, just as that spirit called those disciples long ago, to step out from fear, to step out from complacency, to step out with boldness and courage, and to see themselves as connected, to see themselves as equipped, to see themselves as courageous, and to know that they have been given the power, the power of God, to work for the common good, and to seek God's love and justice and mercy for all. So may the Spirit move in us today. May the Spirit breathe on us. May the Spirit kindle the fire in our hearts. May the Spirit embolden us with courage that we may go forth, speak up, speak out, and serve in love. Amen.